Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It really is your favorite day of the entire week. It is the pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the whole week right here on the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Great to have you along for the ride today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. Although we are under, uh, still under attack from Facebook, apparently. We are not broadcasting live on Facebook, so we have it on YouTube, we have it on Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, also on uh, notparlor.com because, <laughs> well, you know, why not? Parlor, just going down either. Plus, you can go to the website at whosyourreason.com and make sure to check us out there as well. We have a heck of a show lined up for you. I don't want to waste any time because we have so much to talk about. There are audio clips flying out galore from the impeachment hearings yesterday and some great fighters out there, which we're going to talk to one right here in studio with us, actually, here momentarily. At the bottom of the hour, Larry Klayman. He is the author of the book, It Takes a Revolution. He'll be joining us to talk about the transition of administrations. Plus, Bill Barr. Remember that name? Attorney General? Where did he go and what happened with all that? So we'll talk with Larry Klayman coming on at the bottom of the hour about that. But first, here in studio with us, great friend of ours, I'm so glad everything's all right. Uh, well, you're okay, at least safe and sound after everything that happened last week. But right right, uh, right here, if I can talk today, that's all, folks. Uh, from the 4th Congressional District here in the great state of Kansas, it's our very own Congressman Ron Estes. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing good. I am, first off, glad that you're okay. Everything's all um, safe and sound after last week. You have been through the ringer this last, uh, really, last couple of weeks, haven't you? Yeah, it really has. It's it's uh, it's a bad time in our country. Uh, you know, all of that that destruction and, and the deaths and damage uh, is not appropriate. I mean, that's not... That's not what we we want to stand for as Americans. It's not what we stand for as a, as a democratic republic. And it's unfortunate that that's that's what happened last week. And it's unfortunate that it's continuing to play out with the the uh, the impeachment. I, I was trying yeah. to think of some pejorative uh, adjective to use for that, <laughs> but the uh, uh, that impeachment process certainly wasn't something that is beneficial for us looking to the future. No, it doesn't help anything. Uh, we were talking just a little bit off the air. I mean, right now, I don't know how we go forward, which I want to talk about here in just a minute. But right now, it seems like Democrats now are going to have the presidency by next week. They're going to have the House of Representatives. Unfortunately, you still have to deal with Nancy Pelosi. Why? Uh, then we're going to be really tight on the U.S. Senate side. They're not just saying, OK, Joe Biden's trying to say we're going to be I'm going to be a president of everyone. But they're not. They're like, here's what we're doing. We're going to repeal everything Trump did. If you're a supporter of Trump, we're going to silence you on social media. If you're an elected official that supported the challenging of the Electoral College, we're going to try and oust you. I saw the Democrat post about trying to uh, expel you guys here from the Candace delegation. They're not just winning. They're trying to rub the salt in the wound right now, aren't they? Well, and it's not just that. Is that They don't use the facts when they talk about it. I mean, the whole process for uh, us going through and, and doing a, a certification and account of the elector votes is something that's written into the Constitution in terms of the roles that uh, the House has on a, it's set January 6th every year. Uh, between what's said in the Constitution and, and what's in the Elector Account Act, uh, 
it's basically gives gives them responsibility for the House of Representatives. It's not just a a, a ceremonial thing that we do, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that gets talked about. And uh, we we probably do need to come back and look at the uh, Electric Count Act um, that was passed in uh, eighteen uh, eighty seven after. Uh, a damaging election or a, a dysfunctional election uh, in in the uh, in eighteen hundreds, and we want to make sure that we we uh, look at what needs to be done, come up with some some bipartisan ideas, and making sure that uh, yeah, there's some some clear cut ways of what what the role is of the House of Representatives, and it certainly shouldn't be to overturn election. I mean, that was one of the things that our founding fathers came up with was that uh, they didn't want. Judges to decide who the president was. They didn't want Congress to decide who the president was. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want governors because they didn't trust governors of states that they couldn't be corrupted. So they wanted to make sure that the state legislators were the ones that were responsible to do that. Exactly. And there, from what we had heard, at least, I don't know whether it's true or not, from what we heard is that there were some state legislators that were saying, hey, wait a second, if it did come back to us, then we could take a look at some of these or we're concerned about some of the uh, potential fraud or at least the changing of the rules of our electoral process in our states that were done unconstitutionally. And I mean, there was a discussion going on last week about this that got unfortunately interrupted. But talk about what the process or what the conversation was going on in D.C., what you were hearing during the hearings of the Electoral Congress college vote before everything kind of went to mayhem. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole process there was just talking through that. And and unfortunately, uh, it, it does get back to there wasn't enough clarity. I mean, mainstream media certainly didn't help. Yeah. Uh, Democrats didn't help at all in terms of talking about what is the role of that day. And uh, the, the president's tweet uh, about uh, Vice President uh, Pence uh, being able to overturn and declare him the winner wasn't wasn't an appropriate uh, tweet at all. I mean, the vice president doesn't have that authority. Sure. I mean, that's, that's again, it was one of those things that we want to make sure we have checks and balances in our country. That was the whole intent of how we, we set up our government. Uh, we wanted to make sure we don't have dictators. We want to make sure we don't have uh, a mob rule either. And so uh, that's one of the things that we need to make sure as we go back through that discussion. I do think, as I mentioned earlier, that there is some value in having the, uh, some review of the Electric Count Act and, 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 and have some agreement on this is what you vote upon, and this is this is not what uh, what the purpose is. What the well. process is exactly, and try and That's clear right. some of that up for sure. Do you think now that Democrats are running or uh, both chambers and the presidency, do you think there's an opportunity they're going to try and push for this whole uh, repealing of the electoral college and going for a national popular vote? Because they've talked about it for a while now. Between the opportunity of them trying to stack the courts and this being another potential major thing, is that going to come up? Do you think in Congress? It it could come up, but. Uh, Changing the Constitution uh, requires a lot of deliberation. It requires, you know, a two-thirds majority. Uh, it requires a lot of thought and deliberation as we go through that. Uh, obviously, it's not something that's uh, going to be done uh, willy-nilly. I, I'm more fearful of of something like the HR1, the federal takeover of mm. of elections, which is what uh, Speaker Pelosi proposed last, last year, and the House of Representatives uh, voted on it. Uh, that's something that we shouldn't do either. I mean, there was a whole uh, purpose for states doing elections, and we may we need, need to set some rules around federal offices to make sure that's very clearly defined. And even with federal offices, there's a, there's a difference in terms of how we select the president in terms of having electors versus the process to elect senators and elect representatives. Is there an opportunity? I know this has been a t- topic for a while as well, but repealing the 17th Amendment to make the U.S. senators not actually elected by the people, but chosen by the state legislatures as well. I mean, that would kind of help maybe draw some of that power back to the states as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've become a supporter of that approach. You know, when we go back and look at 
you know, our, the whole intention of the way our, our Constitution was set up was that the House of Representatives was the people's house, and it was supposed to be representative of the vote of the people, and the Senate was supposed to be representative of the states. And that's why each state has two senators versus each state has a, a varying number of representatives depending on their population or the number of people. And, you know, what we saw in the, the early 1900s, uh, in the 19-teens, there was a, a lot of populist activity around the country, and one of that was to, to push the senators into a, a direct election as well. And I think what we've seen now is that the House and Senate all cater to the same special interests, the same uh, demands that come through them uh, through the electoral process. And as a result, you've lost the ability for the states to weigh in and have a co-equal agreement mm-hmm. in our federal government. And so you've seen a lot more uh, growth in the federal government. You've seen a lot uh, bigger programs coming out of the federal government, a lot more demands coming from the federal government, which really don't make sense at all in terms of what makes sense of, of much most, most efficient and effective. I, I'm a big believer that uh, the best government's the local government and, and the things that can be done locally are the things that are going to be done better because they, they understand where the needs are and what needs to be done. So, you know, it makes more sense to get back to that, that process and make sure that our senators represent our states and that the House of Representatives represents the people. What a crazy concept, like back to the actual original uh, meaning of the Constitution and what we're supposed to be doing. Let's shift and move uh, move forward to the last couple of days with now after everything happened, the Democrats automatically called for impeachment and the inv- invocation of the 25th Amendment, which doesn't sound like it's going to go anywhere. Mike Pence said, no, we're not going to do that. But the impeachment, I mean, you guys obviously passed it yesterday in the House of Representatives. Talk about the discussion that was had there last night. Yeah. So just starting off with the 25th Amendment, I mean, it was it didn't make sense for us in the House of Representatives to to push out a, rep- a resolution calling on the vice president that if you, you don't uh, uh, evoke the 25th Amendment, uh, th- that basically says the president's unfit to run the office and unable to run the office. And uh, obviously that doesn't make sense. Uh, granted, you know, there's one week left, so the timing doesn't make sense either uh, in that process which then rolled right into the impeachment, uh, which is really what uh, I think Speaker Pelosi wanted to do all along, was do an impeachment process so that uh, under the attempt that uh, she could uh, bar President Trump from ever holding public office again, as well as making him the only president who's ever been impeached twice, uh, which, which is really sad because you know impeachment become, has now become a political tool. That's just yeah. going to be used willy-nilly, depending on you know whoever's in the majority in the House of Representatives. If there's something in the that done by the president that they're not going to like, and and so that's that's the uh, an unfortunate thing of of turn of events out of this. Now you know the the president did uh, choose some reckless words in terms of talking about it. Uh, the 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 mob and the, the the folks that really wanted to be the agitators and actually started this process. Uh, in the Capitol building on on the sixth, where uh, it's their fault. I mean, they they chose to do that. They were gearing up for that. The FBI had had threat warnings the day before, and somehow that information didn't get to the the Capitol police, uh, which is uh, uh, something that needs to be investigated. I, I'm a big supporter that we we need to have a bipartisan investigation of all the events that happened on January sixth. Uh, what was done, what was said, what wasn't done, uh, how all of that led up to it. Because, uh, you know, it's it's damaging for us as a country to have, have a mob like that take over any federal building, whether it's uh, the Capitol building or whether it's a federal courthouse or police offices or police departments that we've seen during some of the riots over the last years. 
Uh, and we need to make sure that uh, we fully investigate what happened on January 6th and, and make sure that the, the facts come out so that we can work to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, we need a full investigation on what exactly happened because it seems almost like they wanted something to happen, as you mentioned, to try and invoke impeachment again, uh, which has been the agenda. I mean, I want to play a clip here real quickly from Jim Jordan that uh, talked a little bit about uh, the, the discussion yesterday when it came to some of the impeachment. Maybe. Oh, here we go. Let's try that again. And it's four years ago on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2017, 19 minutes into President Trump's administration at 12.19 p.m. The Washington Post headline was campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. And now with just one week, uh, week left, they're still trying. When we, we got just about 45 seconds, we have to take a break here. But real quickly, I mean, was that the mood in there from Democrats is, oh, yeah, we get the next opportunity to put that mark on President Trump's resume? It, it really was. And it was really sad. I mean, when you go back to, you know, that headline from The Washington Post back on January 20th of, of 2017 uh, was was a horrible thing to think about. That's what somebody faces starting their presidency. And, you know, actually, it started before that with uh, political talking about, well, here's how you would impeach uh, Donald Trump if he were elected president before the election. So it, it's really a sad state of affairs that, that they would start that process. Unbelievable. Let's go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, I want to shift gears for the last few minutes that we have uh, with you and talk about some of the social media, the censoring, and what we can do from there. Because right now, not only, as we mentioned, did we lose these elections that we're emotional about and uh, with all the emotion going on in D.C., but now with the censorship, we can't even communicate with ourselves amongst ourselves uh, with like-minded individuals on social media. What can we do about it? How do we fight against this? It's going to be a crazy year. Congressman Ron Estes right here from the 4th District of Kansas got one more segment with us here on The Voice Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. Lots to get to today we're going to try and cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag because that's just what we do here on the show stay tuned the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time the progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today, the pre Friday celebration. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day here on the show, trying to get through as much as we can. Congressman Ron Estes from the 4th District here in Kansas. Again, thank you for the time. I know that you've had a late day, a late night, and uh, flying back and forth, so we appreciate the time very much to get this out there. Let's talk about social media here for a minute. We have been, uh, right now, I cannot broadcast on Facebook Live. Don't know why. I have lost probably 500 followers on Twitter lately. My YouTube's doing decent for now, knock on wood. But now that I say that, who knows? Uh, Parlor obviously is down. We're upset on this side. Now we can't even congregate and talk on social media because every site that we go to is either being blocked or shut down completely. What can we do about this? This is a little ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really is a sad state of affairs. I mean, we need to come back in and go back and look at the Section 230 and look at, obviously, you can't have liability. You're, you're going to have these big tech companies that uh, dictate what, what we say and who can we talk to about it. Even in my campaign uh, last fall, we had problems getting commercials out through Facebook. And, you know, at first they weren't approved and then they were approved, but for some reason they wouldn't be run. So they had to go in and investigate that and it had an impact on on what we could do. So if they're out uh, attacking anybody willy nilly just because of that, uh, that's not right. And uh, obviously we need to hold them accountable for what what goes on and what happens. Uh, I don't want them to be the thought police. Uh, it's horrible when you look at, you know, within a week's time, they shut down the president, they shut down several other accounts. They've they created a situation where, you know, everybody's critical of them in, in going through this process. And and even some of the other world leaders like uh, Angela Merkel from Germany, who mm. not necessarily the the closest relationship with President Trump, but, you know, she's saying, you know, as, as a leadership in the world, that's that's an inappropriate thing for them to be doing. It's unbelievable to be able to watch uh, something like this. And uh, when they, I saw the stocks for Facebook and Twitter, and once Donald Trump did get blocked on that, I mean, they not only blocked him, but just about everybody that shared one of his posts as well. Billions of dollars they lost in the stock market. Right now, I'm sure that they're so rich they don't really care. But is there an opportunity to pass the the repealing of Section 230 or to move social media out of the 230 protection? Uh, and will Democrats be on board with this? Because right now, with them in control, they're probably enjoying not seeing Donald Trump tweets all the time. So that that is a sad state. You know, think about that. This has turned into what was becoming a, a bipartisan agreement between the Democrats and Republican, or bipartisan, at least a bipartisan recognition that this is a problem. And so Democrats and Republicans both were talking about this a year ago that we needed to do something. And and there's still some Democrats on the Senate side that are are saying that we need to do something. We need to continue this push forward in terms of looking at what's the right thing to do. Uh, obviously, it doesn't make sense. You know, when the Internet was started and basically becoming a, a, a fledgling inter- enterprise out there, uh, there were a lot of laws put in place that actually helped support that, make sure it grew. And, of course, Section 230 was once one of those. And it's time that now they're 
their big business there. Uh, they need to come back, and the rules need to change and rec- re- reflect where where they really are in their size. So I'm hopeful that we can continue to have that discussion. Uh, it is a little scary thinking about because it did impact the election so much uh, that it gets caught up in the pol- politics as opposed to what's the right policy. So uh, we'll see more how this, this rolls forward when we – we get the, the Biden administration in and get things started, and, and uh, then we work forward on, on what makes sense from our legislative side. Let's really hope so. we got about 30 seconds left before we have to kind of wrap up here, but in 30 seconds, it's going to be a rough year for Republicans especially, but a rough year in general. Do you think that we can find common ground with Democrats again after the emotional election, after the shutting down, after the rubbing of the salt into the wound? Can we come to some type of agreement and be able to move forward again, or are we going to be torn like this for a while? Well, I, I, I fear for our country right now. I mean, we're we're kind of in a sad state in, in terms of things we're at. We need to focus more on what do we want to be in the future and focus on those things that unite us as opposed to things that divide us. Uh, I think it's still going to be a rough patch politically for a while. Uh, supposedly, you know, typically when a president comes in, they want the, the first 100 days to be uh, positive and reflective. Uh, my concern is, that, does that mean just throwing more money at it? Because our, our federal debt's so big, we, we can't just continue to do that. Congressman, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. Keep up the fight. Let's do this again real soon. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andy. Hey, always a pleasure. Larry Clayman coming on the show here right after the break. Lots more to get to here on The Voice of Reason. Stay tuned for a Thursday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Trying to uh, cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. As we are the fastest hour of radio on radio. Because it's flown right on by. Half hour done already. Thanks again to Congressman Ron Estes from right here in the 4th District of Kansas coming in studio with us for a little bit. We appreciate that. He, uh, I, I've never seen him like that before. And I have to admit, I've never seen him like that. He looks tired and he looks frustrated just from what's going on. He got back into town, I guess, late last night. He's doing the show uh, back at it on Monday. 
uh, back in Washington, D.C., and he's just tired and frustrated. This is not the way 2021 was supposed to go, but they are fighting the best they can, so we appreciate what he's done with his challenge to the Electoral College vote last week to the uh, voting against the impeachment uh, yesterday. So we appreciate him and those that did stand firm on it. It's tough right now because now we see the news of these national corporations pulling funds from donations uh, and contributions to these candidates that tried to challenge these things. So now it's a full out, really an exposure of who's going to really fight because they truly believe it. And who's going to fight just because they want to do it for the publicity stunt? And once your money starts going away, many of the politicians start backing off. And thanks to our congressman here and many other congressmen across the country, uh, congresspeople, I guess PC here, but uh, that still continue to fight and just don't care because it's that important. So we appreciate what he does, and hopefully there's no ramifications. I read the story, I think, a couple days ago that the Kansas Democrat Party released a statement that said that they wanted to expel all of the Congress uh, delegation that voted to challenge the Electoral College because that incited the violence and there should be criminal investigations against them, but they should be expelled from Congress. Now, just think about this. Democrats run Congress right now. Maybe the, if this takes hold, they could look look at that and run with it on the national level for every congressperson in both chambers uh, to try and go after them and try to expel them. It would be dumb. It would be stupid. And for those that are trying to say, we're trying to unite here, would be the absolute worst thing for them to do. But... I wouldn't put it past them because, you know, the other side of the aisle doesn't have the highest of IQs. So we'll see what happens. But it's just sick to see that. So we appreciate them standing firm on their beliefs and their uh, their morals on what they wanted to try and fight for because it's that important. I want to shift gears a little bit. How do we get away from all this? Plus, as you know, there's been some shenanigans within the administration as well with the transition of the administration and some of the people that have been leaving over the last couple of weeks that I want to talk about here as well. But we're excited to have him back on the program. It's been a while since we have a first time for 2021. Author of the book, It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. Larry Clayman hanging out with us here on the show. Larry, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Andy. I guess as well as can be expected under the circumstances. Yeah, it's about the best we can. It's a wild time right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. The emotions are running high everywhere. How do we get out of this? How do we get back to politics as normal, I guess you could say? Or can we by this point? It's, it's the title of my book. It takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. First thing to do is to turn off Sean Hannity and Fox News and the other cables. Listen to you and talk radio because this is the only place you get the truth anymore. You're not pumping it, you know, for ratings and advertising dollars and that kind of thing. But the bottom line is this, and this is what I said in the book, is that every branch of government, the executive branch, the deep state, which is controlled by both corrupt political parties, mm -hmm. the legislature, a bunch of clowns, court jesters, and criminals. We saw it yesterday. I mean, what a disgrace uh, on both sides, frankly. I mean, look at the Republicans. Oh, Trump did something wrong. It was terrible, but you shouldn't impeach him. Let's just move on. Is that a defense? If I made a defense like that to one of my clients, <laughs> I'd be fired. Right. Okay. And then third, the federal judges who are appointed through political patronage, campaign contributions, other perks, sometimes bribes, and they're bought and paid for by the establishment interests, and they don't represent the American people. And as in, I said in my book, which is dedicated to Thomas Jefferson, I believe our greatest of founding fathers, most farsighted, is that because federal judges are unelected and unaccountable to the people, believing that they're there for life, which they really aren't, they're there only for good behavior, they become despots and tyrants. And Jefferson said, ultimately, we'd have to wage another revolution. And he predicted it would be bloody. And he said, what's a few thousand dead to refresh the tree of liberty? Now, he didn't want to see 
violence. You don't see anybody hurt. Sure. Neither do I. But the bottom line is this, is that we don't have a government anymore, Andy. We don't. These people represent themselves. They don't represent the American people. The Republican Party is dead. They all jump ship. Even even the president initially was going to go to Scotland. He wanted to get the, the hell out of here. Yeah. Okay, But Scotland wouldn't let him in. He wanted to go play golf. He says, this place is insane. <laughs> so we need to wage a new revolution. And in my book, It Takes a Revolution, which you can get at Amazon.com, I say, let's bring about justice ourselves through citizens' grand juries, which we can do. We have the right. Justice Scalia said the grand jury belongs to the American people. We can indict. We can try. We can convict. We can sentence. We can even do citizens' arrests. Of course, peaceful and legal. I don't uh, advocate anything violent. And let's also have a Third Continental Congress in Philadelphia next year. You're invited. Wise people, people who understand what's going on. But let's talk about what we need to do to form our own government, because these people don't represent us anymore. No. They don't. And, you know, Trump's gone. I mean, we, it's now with us. It's with us and God and the Son. And that's it right now. But let me get to one other point. What happened, and I'm sorry to take up your show, but there's a lot to say. There is a lot, yeah. What happened... What happened in Washington last week, uh, the event at the Capitol, we'll call it the event, was not solely the result of a massive election fraud. And, of course, now the Republicans are saying, no, there wasn't a fraud. Okay, But it was the pent-up frustration and anger at this government, not representing the people, not holding anybody accountable at the high level for crimes, and seeing this country degenerate to a, le a low level. Sure, there was some Antifa. Sure, there were some people, some crazy people from somewhere. But most of these people were ordinary American citizens who basically were let into the Capitol, which the American people owned. And this is the natural manure, as Jefferson put it, of a government which has become corrupt and no longer represents the American people. And it's just the beginning. And if we don't rise up to try to fix this peacefully and legally, we're going to have a very violent and bloody revolution. Yeah. Well, I completely agree. I, I, I've been saying that the whole time is that these people are frustrated and the fact that now we're being silenced on social media, now that we're being called the domestic terrorists after a year of burning cities in autonomous zones for months at a time for shooting people in the street. I mean, they had a year of that while they were fundraising for them. They were trying to bail them out of jail. They were trying to support these uh, these individuals all over the last year. Now, we're the domestic terrorists. We've been labeled uh, racists and bigots and, and everything of the sort under the name, uh, under the sun there. Now we're labeled as domestic terrorists. Now we're being silenced on social media. And then they impeach the president for the second time before he leaves office a week prior to. And that's supposed to be the uniting factor. Look, those protests are not going to go away. Things are not going to change until we're heard and until the hmm. people that are frustrated are actually going to get hurt here. The only groups that they hope to unite are the radical leftists. OK, you know, they're not interested in uniting anybody. They're interested in waging a Bolshevik revolution. We're only six days away from this country being taken over by socialists and communists and atheists and radicals of every group. That's a fact. And this whole thing with the social media, the big tech companies, you know how Hitler got into power? And you know how he stayed in power and almost took over the entire Western world? It was the industrialists in Germany. It was the corporations that backed him. And that's exactly what we've got now. Not just these radicals, but these radicals go with the winner. They go with people who they think can scratch their back later, notwithstanding the fact that the people who run these companies are leftists themselves. So we're in a very dangerous situation. The country's been taken over, 
Uh, we are now left out in the cold. The radical left through Biden, perhaps the biggest criminal ever to occupy the White House, millions of dollars laundered into his accounts through his son, Hunter, from China, from Russia, from Ukraine. Uh, someone who was a senator for 47 years but winds up a millionaire. Now we know how. Mm -hmm. This is what we're now dealing with. And he's now controlling the Justice Department, the FBI, the Internal Revenue Service, all branches of government. And the judiciary, they're cowardly. They're not going to do anything. Even President Trump's own judges stabbed him in the back. And then McConnell, like Brutus, yep. the American Senate, as opposed to the Roman Senate. So we're out there by ourselves, Andy, okay? And the American people now need to rise up. And that's what I wrote about. And, you know, I foretold what was going to happen in this book, which just was published. It takes a revolution. I hope people will read it because we need to do some reflection here and stop looking to the Republican Party to bail us out. The Republican Party is half the problem. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We got just about a minute left before we have to let you go. But what's the time frame here? I mean, people don't trust the electoral process. So if we wait to another election, oh, we'll just get them next time. We'll get Republicans in next time. We'll start a third party and try it again next time. If we do that, it's too late. They already saw that we had one of the biggest, uh, biggest energetic campaigns in history, and we still lost based on fraud. What's the time frame we have to do this? Immediately. You hit the nail on the head. The solution is no longer at the ballot box. Who do we elect? Corchester's clowns and criminals? Yeah. That you saw it yesterday. That was an absolute disgrace. That's an embarrassment to the vision of our founding fathers. I mean, these people not only are morons, but they have no interest in the American people and this country. It's all about themselves. It's about power. It's about jockeying. It's about position. And the Republican Party stabbed President. Uh-oh. Did we lose Larry? Larry, are you there? I think we lost him. Larry Clayman, It Takes a Revolution. Forget the scandal industry. You can find it on Amazon. He was the uh, He's the current chairman of Freedom Watch. He also was the founder of Judicial Watch, which I know many of you have heard as well. I don't know if we lost Larry there or not. Maybe they cut him off. Who knows? But uh, they <laughs> kind of lost him a mid-sentence. But we appreciate the time. We had to run out of time already anyways. Uh, we're going to get him back on the program. We've had him on the show before, but It Takes a Revolution. Forget the scandal industry. As he says, now is the time. Just like we've said, now is our year. Remember when we came into 2021 and I said that now is our year. Year. Now is our time because we're going to take advantage of a carpe diem. Seize the day because we can't wait around any longer. An election is not going to solve this because we've been doing that for too long and it's not doing a daggone thing. So now's the time. Get the book. It takes a revolution. I want to read this myself. I have not had a chance to read it yet, so we'll be doing that. And what can we do to change things right now? Because if we don't, I've learned a long time ago that if you don't do it yourself, it doesn't get done. That's what we're going to do this year. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. It's one of those days where you ever want to like just let loose and have a little fun and be a little more lighthearted? Like that would be really nice right now because with all the craziness, we'd like to be able to just let loose and be like, ah, you know what? Take a breath for a minute. Step back for a minute. But we can't because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And of course, as I try to play an audio clip on El Facebooko, doesn't like me let's see if i can refresh that and try and start that over again because there's a lot of audio clips i want to try and get to at least a couple of the clips on here before we wrap up because i think they're pretty awesome and i think that they're needed to be played uh we didn't play a lot of the audio clips yesterday from the impeachment hearings just because there's not a lot of toy takeaway here although i will say like i said yesterday the only two real takeaways you can take away from it uh, to take away did I say that enough times, is the fact that right now, see who's still fighting even with the money starting to be withdrawn from this. It's an extremely important argument. Are they really doing it because they believe in it, or are they doing it because they want to try to appeal to a certain amount of voters? Uh, while the major corporations are starting to withdraw some donations to their campaigns and contributions, then are they still going to fight because it's important, or are they going to fight just because? Uh, what is this? Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida, had some interesting words to say yesterday as well. Flames, actual fires, and we time put them out. Expired, there will be more. Seems to me that impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch. It also seems that President Trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct. Before the last presidential impeachment, President Trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the Biden crime family, and subsequently he's been proven right. And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. Before that, we had the Russia hoax, where you had the president rightly making claims that Hillary Clinton and the DNC were colluding with Russians to disorient our democracy. How right he turned out to be. And then we have the 2020 presidential election, where the president correctly pointed out unconstitutional behavior, voting irregularities, concerns over tabulations, dead people voting, and now impeachment again. When they go low, we kick them. 
Eric Holder, former attorney general under Barack Obama. All right, that was Congressman Matt Gates. I don't want to play the whole clip there before we run out of time, but this. There are some leaders. Here's the good news out of everything crazy that's going on. There are some true leaders still there. People on radio, as Larry said, conservative talk radio, that's not going away. The corporations are trying to silence some of them, trying to tell them, eh, back off on some of these talking points. But guess what? The real information is going to get out there. Congressmen, there are a few leaders that are still like, you know what? I don't care if you have the major corporation take away my contributions. This is important. This is a fight that's worth having. That's the type of energy that we need to have. That's the type of energy that we have to go into 2021 with. The energy, with the intensity, because we cannot back down. We cannot say like it's normal politics. Well, we'll get them next time. We'll just get Republicans in for the majority in 2022 in the midterm election. Well, we'll just take a step back right now and we'll just, uh, you know, hey, we'll just, you know, ride through it. We'll fight it the best we can. We'll call our elected officials. We'll just hope that they vote the right way. We already know this whole game. It gets played every single year. We do the same thing every single time. Guess what? Democrats are in control of the House. Democrats are in control of the Senate. Democrats are going to be in control of the presidency uh, from what it looks like with an, with an inauguration just a few days away. Donald Trump, unfortunately, on his way out the door. Now, if something crazy happens beyond then, there's a big investigation that blows up, then, you know, things could change. I don't know. But until then, I'm going to go under the assumption that everything's going to play out as it has before, and we're going to prepare ourselves. Prepare yourself for the worst and hope for the best, right? And that's what we have to do. There are leaders in Congress. There's not enough of them, but there are leaders in Congress. But that right there, the intensity of not backing down, not caring about the ramifications of being silenced on social media, not caring about how they're going to come after you. I've heard rumors that there are people losing their insurance policies, home, life, car insurance policies, because you're a Trump supporter or may have been at that rally in Washington, D.C. I've heard rumors that there are now no fly list zones, uh, there are no fly list being put on because you're a Trump supporter, losing livelihoods because of this, losing your job because you're a Trump supporter or because you spread, quote unquote, conspiracies of like the election was fraudulent, that you're losing your livelihoods because that's what tyrants do. That's what fascists do. And they're going to rub that salt in the wound because they can. It's not just about we won, but it's we won. We're going to repeal everything Trump did and we're coming after you. Why don't you just get in line? And guess what? That's the kind of intensity. Congressman Jim Jordan, Congressman Matt Gates, Congressman uh, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. That's the kind of fight we have to have. And in, as we talked about in the last segment, it's going to take the revolution, the peaceful revolution to change things. And D.C. is not going to be the one to do it. We still need to support our elected officials trying to fight the battles and then cast out the other ones and make some drastic changes. That's what 2021 is going to be. Are you ready for it? Because I'm excited. Till then, everybody, have a great Thursday evening. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is the Voice Reason Podcast going up a little bit. We have a great show lined up for you tomorrow to wrap up the week as well. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. 
and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.